Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest, Rebecca Perry. She's the author of the book, Sales Savvy, the How-To Sales Handbook. So if you are wanting to learn how to up-level your communication in sales. Today's topic is how to be sales savvy, and we're going to be going over the hints and tips to be confident and skilled in sales. Rebecca, glad to have you with us. Hi, great to be here. Yes, absolutely. Now tell everyone where you're from, because you have a little bit of an accent. <laughs> yeah, so I'm originally from New Zealand, and I'm based in LA, and I've been here four years, despite the accent not showing that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, is it yeah. true that there's not anything poisonous on the island of New Zealand? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, That's it's like amazing. amazing. Yeah, yes, you can just mean, wander. Sorry. Yeah, you, does, that, does that mean you could walk barefoot throughout the yeah. island? Yeah, I, I yeah, we all grow up wearing bare feet. And then I came here and I'm like, oh, maybe I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You might step, especially yeah. in LA, you might step on a needle. <laughs> yeah. Or some dog poop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's real. That's real. Now, um, you know, you've got into this journey of sales. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to it uh, before we dive in and start going over some of the strategies. Sure. Well, I, um, I started pretty young because I kind of had a, a, what we call a gap year. I was going to go to university and then I started working and then I was like, oh, I quite like any money. So, and I ended up going into a, a, my first sales role was in retail, but it was commission-based. So I was pretty excited and there was competitions and I could win, you know, um, appliances back in the day, you know, small appliances, things like that. I won a trip and I was just super excited. So that was me. I was off on my sales career and so I was really young. I was, I think I was 18 when I started that. And then all through my years, I, I moved to Australia um, and I went into B2B sales. A lot of it was in media and advertising and then came back to New Zealand eventually when I had a, a daughter um, and moved into eventually into tech. Um, and then that's what led me to LA because I had an opportunity to bring um, an entertainment technology business, like a startup from New Zealand to the US. So in New Zealand, that's a pretty exciting opportunity. It doesn't happen very often here. It's like you hear about it all the time. Um, so I, yeah, suddenly became an empty nester. This opportunity came my way and I was like, okay, I'm going to run with this one. Um, and it was the first time I had some skin in the game. I, I invested in the company as well. So I thought, okay, I'm in for an exciting ride here, <laughs> yeah, which brings me to today. And, and, and sales has some of the best lifestyle in the world. I mean, what's cool about sales is that you're able to you know, really uh, create your own income goals. You're able to level up and really create a pretty incredible lifestyle by your performance and how you're able to lead and influence others. And it, it just allows you to live a different level of lifestyle that very few people kind of get to step into when you master the skill set of sales. Uh, so, so uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how do we, how do, like for people who are listening today, if they wanted to get better at their sales, 
kind of walk us through what you feel are the mistakes that people are making. Um, like, like what do they ultimately want in the sales process and what mistakes are they making? Probably the most important thing, a couple of things is first impressions count a lot and the way you come across, because what you want to do is you start, you want to start to uncover, you know, everything you, you need to know to kind of progress that opportunity. Is there a match? You know, do you offer something that they actually need? <laughs> um, but to uncover that, you need to have a disposition that makes them feel that they feel safe with you. They trust you. You're competent. Um, so, and the, all those things you, you establish very, very quickly, like in those first few minutes, it's so important. Um, so your demeanor, the way you present yourself, um, all those things um, and making sure one of the biggest mistakes is people will jump in and they'll talk a lot. And, and really you want to ask very high level broad questions, open ended questions and start hearing, getting them to talk and cover what they're looking for, what they need and start, there and whenever you feel yourself talking a lot pause <laughs> and ask a question and try and get that um engagement in a more of a conversational way yeah absolutely because i think that what happens a lot of time is that the subconscious thinking of the buyer is wanting to like they're immediately assessing you as they interact with you like who is this person are they are professional? Are they not? Do they know what they're talking about? Do they not? Are they serious? Are they not? Are they, you know, trustworthy? Are they not? And it's because it's human nature for us as people to make sure that we don't get taken advantage of, to make sure that we make smart decisions, to make sure that we are able to find the right opportunities with the right people. And so subconsciously, all these like cues are firing off. Uh, and so we have to be mindful when we're selling how we show up, how we present ourselves, how we communicate. And, um, and a way to take that pressure off is just by asking the questions as well. So, <laughs> so exactly. I, I, I love that. Now, one of the things that, you know, you, uh, you know, one of the things really important is, is the nonverbal side. What is your take on the demeanor uh, that, that, that we should be having or, or the nonverbal skill set? Yeah. So I think it's really important to have a very open body language and very engaging, direct eye contact. And there's a thing called mirroring. And that's really important too to think about. So if you're talking with someone who's very quietly spoken, just match their tone and, and you know, be a bit quieter. If you're talking to someone who's very like me, <laughs> hands about and, you know, a bit more animated, try and lift your own animation to match theirs. And because that makes them feel comfortable because ultimately we always feel safe with people who feel, we feel they're like us. And yeah. that's, you're trying to make that connection and feel like, yeah, I'm, uh, you're like me, I like you. And you want to get them to that point because then they relax, their guard is down and they reveal more. And that's, that information is what then you'll, you'll use. Um, but it's in a very relaxed manner. So, you know, on the outside, you're relaxed, you're open, you're warm on the inside, you're very directed, you're being very observant um, and you very directed in how you use the information you get to kind of move the discussion where you want it to go. Yes, absolutely. That's so powerful. I love that. And one of the things that's so important about what you said is the energy levels and mirroring, because what happens sometimes is that like, let's say that you're slow 
and the other person is high energy, then they could interrupt you while you're talking and say, I get it already. Like, let's pick up the pace. Like, like, and they could jump in and cut you off. Right. Yeah. And, and, and take control over the conversation. And so, uh, we want to make sure that we're, you're matching the energy level so that they can listen at a rate they're used to moving at. And that way they don't tune you out because you're talking too slow or your energy is not there. So I absolutely love mirroring, which is, which is what you just said. Now the tone plays a big role as well in, in the sales process. Well, where does that come into play for you? Um, well, for me, it's being having that confident tone, clear, um, you know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, it's just the, the tone speaks confidence. So, and it, um, it depends on the situation you're in, like, you know, back in pre-COVID, a lot of these meetings were face-to-face and it could be, a, you know, uh, multiple people um, and you're directing eye contact to everyone. Now it's might be over Zoom. Um, and so somehow your energy and the way you come across is dampened a little over, over video. So you need to probably up it a notch when you're over video and then uh, maybe bring it back a little bit potentially when you're in person because they, they're getting so much more um, information in person, like, like you said, subconscious information about who you are and you pick up all these nuances um, in person that you don't over video. So it's kind of interesting. We're in an interesting time at the moment and that you need to adjust your approach and your tone to suit the situation as well. Right. Absolutely. I think one of the big things that are so important is creating the safe environment for people to buy in, right? Because one of the big mistakes that I've seen a lot of salespeople make is they gather a lot of vulnerable information and then they take that vulnerability and leverage that vulnerability against the buyer. And it's like, for example, like, what are you struggling with? And if that buyer says, oh, I'm struggling with, you know, how to grow my business. And you're like, well, that's why my program can help you. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, being able to create a safe environment so that they can actually open up and share what their problems are so that you can lead them past their fears. And so in the tone, it's important to be able to have that calming, assertive tone so that they can feel almost like, I think the new wave of sales, especially in consulting services and things like that, is it's almost like a therapeutic sales process, right? And so if you think about the tone of a therapist, it's a very calming, relaxing, soothing tone that makes you feel very safe and sound, right? So it's like- exactly. You know, and, and so that that in that itself allows them to open up so you can really serve them and find out what their needs really are, what are they really struggling with, and then being able to show up in love and compassion um, uh, and then bridge into a solution, I think is is the higher level uh, way of selling today versus the old school way was let me use a lot of um, you know, embedded uh commands and trickery to try and get you to agree with what I'm trying to get you to do, which are still important today, but it's like people can see through a lot of that stuff today. Um, Yeah. It's having empathy and coming at it from, I want to help you perspective, you know? Um, And then they, they can sense that and, and being genuine as well. They can sense whether you're being genuine. So, and um, 
I just had a call the other day <laughs> and I was following up and, um, you know, and he was telling me all his problems and it's like, this is awesome because it's, you know, it's a sign that he trusts me and, and you're building that relationship. So it's really interesting, um, you know, the whole uh, business development and bringing on a, a new customer, the, um, the better you are at relating and having empathy and building trust, yes. usually the more effective you are at bringing on new business. They think of, you know, the old school, I'm a hunter. <laughs> and it's kind of opposite, you know, because um, if you go in and disarm them, what I say, disarm with your charm, <laughs> um, you're going to get a lot further faster than trying to hunt this customer down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> you know? right. I like that. That's good. It's good. Now, a big part of you know, the sales process is leading the conversation, helping people overcome their, you know, their objections. What's your take on leading the conversation and, you know, what's your mindset on overcoming objections? Yeah. So I think that um, leading the conversation means allowing them to uh, speak, giving them pause. Silence is really, really good to make sure everything comes out. So sometimes you can railroad them down a path and you don't want to do that you want to uncover everything so that every objection is out on the table so because that could be a potential block to a sale so that's really important um and then coming at it like i said before like you're trying to problem solve like in my early days i'll just railroad people to, <laughs> to close them you know that was like the, the end game and then through my career at some point mid-career around mid-career I started to realize, oh, no, if I just come at this, like I really want to understand their problem, then I come across as this helpful person. They're very, they uncover everything. They're not afraid to tell me things because I'm trying to help them. I'm not trying to sell them something. So what you'll find is you, you'll get everything you need. And then, and genuinely now, I genuinely want to know, understand. And there has been occasions where I'm like, actually, I don't think this is a good fit, you know, um, and you've qualified that opportunity and you let it go. Um, and then when you, and you can take that creative mindset, because maybe there's a way we can make this really work for you. And it's not straightforward, but I, and that's where I love the creativity and selling. You can come up with a, a solution that's not immediately obvious because you understand all of their pain points and all of their, their problems that you're trying to solve. Um, and that makes it more compelling for them um, and more likely to stay with you as a customer as well, because it's one thing to get them on board. It's another thing for them to stay with you. And so if you've really addressed every part of their problem with a really sound solution, you, you know, you've done your, they've done their due diligence as a buyer. And so have you as a person selling to them and qualifying this and making sure it's got long-term potential. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I love that. I love how you want everything to come out in the open and you're creating the space for them to do that. And that silence is so important because, you know, they're processing a lot of information as well because they're trying to make a decision. And if you interrupt that pattern of them thinking through that, that decision, then it could cause them to be overwhelmed and just say no. So that silence is a skill to learn because it's very awkward for people who have not done it before but it's yeah. um, something you look for as you mature in your sales process. And then typically you hear the sigh at the end of that, of that uh, silence where it's like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. You know? yeah. And that sigh is like all the weight of pressures and objections. I've just been released. 
and they're now ready to say, I'm ready to move forward, right? So leading the conversation, yeah, I mean, that's that's a, yeah, I always think about it as far as like whoever is asking the questions is leading the conversation. Whoever's answering the questions is being led, right? And so we have to be able to think about what questions they have. And I always kind of like to use or think about the, um, the objection processes, acknowledge, uh, this is my framework for objections. It's acknowledge, uh, provide new information, re-ask. So, hey, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, here's here's the here's how I would look at it, or here's the here's the 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 thing, right? Like I totally know what you. I totally understand what you're saying. The only thing is, is that um, you know, instead of waiting three months out from now, what if we were to start today so that in three months you could have the result versus waiting three months to start, then we wouldn't get the result for six months. So what if we could collapse timeframes and get the results sooner? What are your thoughts? And yeah. It's like, it's like being able to acknowledge where they're at, provide information and then re-ask to get them to that, to that goal. Um, so, so, uh, a lot of times people hear the word no, and they like get freaked out because they're like, oh my gosh, like they said, no, I'm like, I'm actually looking for no, like three to five times in the conversation before I expect them to say, yeah, no meaning objections. Right. Um, because that's healthy as a buyer. If somebody doesn't have objections and they just say yes, those people oftentimes are the most susceptible to buyer's remorse, um, changing their mind down the road. But when they are ha- uh, when you're handling their objections, it's healthy to you know lead them through that because then you know you've got a real buyer who understands you know what it is that you're offering and the solution you bring. So um, so I look for objections, and that is a different association that took me time because at first I was like, oh my gosh, they're giving me objection. That means they don't want to buy, but it actually. Doesn't <laughs> Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the exact. It means they're interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if they don't have objections, I get a little concerned. Like, ah, what the heck's going on? They are just way too easy right now. Uh, They're just telling me what I want to hear. So, um, so I got to, I got to thank you so much for for being with us, Rebecca. We covered a lot of value. I mean, we just literally took like the best of sales and condensed it into like one podcast um, that could help people make a lot of money if they implement what they learned and influence and impact and all the fun things. Uh, what are some last words that you want to leave the audience with? That there's a salesperson in everyone. So I always think that people say, you know, it's a bit like, you know, can you sing? Are you a fast runner? <laughs> are you good at math? Um, there is ability to influence and be persuasive in everyone. And it's just, it's like an emotional muscle. And, and then that you need to kind of grow, just like going to the gym um, and repetition. Uh, and repeating it and, and is is everything um, and it applies to any industry it doesn't matter that the principles you know there'll be little specifics but basically these general principles that we're talking about apply across the board no matter what industry you're in yeah so give okay. it a go practice and yeah I love that. Thank you so much for being with us, Rebecca. And to all of you who are listening, if you want to be able to follow Rebecca, learn more about sales, we're going to put her LinkedIn here in the description so you can go follow her on LinkedIn at Rebecca Perry. She also has her book that you can buy on Amazon as well. So that will be available to you. Uh, And so if you are listening to this, make sure you send Rebecca some love, share this episode, subscribe to this episode, leave a six star review. I think there's only five stars, but leave an extra star (laughs) until the next episode. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Adam.